Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. Well, I don't know, Gavin. It must have been a network decision. I don't know anyone that likes you well enough to pay $5 a month to call you their friend. I certainly don't. Ass. The following podcast contains... Oh, ah, what the f*** did you do that for? Hey, that was... Don't swear. What are we? We're we- 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 not swear. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you defended the decency of orcs but didn't give a damn about the kobolds, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is an uh, also dude, the preferred nomenclature's Orcus American edition of the show, where we talk about the latest agenda riling up the nerd community. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Are You Thinking podcast is brought to you by the Knoll Society, who want to remind you that we are entirely cool with being evil. We at the Knoll Society understand times are changing and humanity is evolving to be less dickish about issues of race. Yet we at Knoll Society want to remind you that we are complete and utter bastards. I mean like eat babies kind of evil, and that's the way we want it. As spawn and servants of an actual demon lord, we have no interest in being retconned into troubled, misunderstood entities who only appear evil because of our bestial nature. We are actually right fuckers who would stick a red-hot poker up your ass and laugh, laugh, laugh at our distinct and thoroughly evil laughter style while you scream out your death throes. Because again, we are completely evil. So when you're looking to find good in a humanoid race, please leave us out of it. Ask the bugbears or something. We live to consume the flesh of other races. The Knoll Society, evil shits, and that's just the way we want it. I'm starving. We ain't had nothing but maggoty bread for three stinking days. Why can't we have some meats? What about them? They're fresh. They are not for eating. What about their legs? They don't need those. Ooh, they look tasty. Get back, Snow! The prisoners go to Solomon. Alive and unspoiled. Alive? Why alive? Thank you, good sport. They have something. An elvish weapon. The master wants it for the wall. I think we have the ring. Shh. As soon as they find out we don't, we're dead. Just a mouthful. A bit off the flank. Looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. (sighs) 
You never forget your first kill. It was a century. I saw him standing in the shadows of the trees. I knew it was a century because I could make out his weapon in the moonlight. I had nothing. Just a knife. And the sure and certain knowledge that it was him or me. So I crept up quiet as a mouse through the brush. I was sure he would hear me, but he was drowsing on his post. And that was all the better for me. I slipped behind him and slapped my hand over his mouth and drove that knife right into his kidneys. I could feel him trying to scream through my hand, but I kept it tight until he stopped moving and then I slowly let him slip to the ground and rummage through his pockets because that was the second thing we learned. Loot the bodies before they got cold. Did I feel bad about it? Nah. His kind had killed my people for generations, and the world wasn't going to miss one stinking fucking goblin. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, just a goblin. I mean, it was barely one hit die, but I was barely first level, and if I hadn't rolled a 17 on my backstab, he totally would have killed me and sounded the alarm, and it would have resulted in a total party kill. I mean, what did you think I was talking about? I couldn't have been more than 11 the first time I played Dungeons & Dragons in shop class with all the other kids that were afraid of the power saws. You pussy! Yeah, I might not have been brave, but I have all 10 fingers, unlike, say, my 6th grade shop teacher. And I fell in love with the game the first time I played it because for the first time in my life, I was in charge of something. Even if it was only Egad the nimble first level thief who went on to gloriously die when he blew a climb walls check and fell 60 feet to the street below. Because that's how we fucking rolled back in basic condition. I still love it today. I don't play all that much anymore because it's hard to find people who want to play the old games where you can still do things like have a player, player character die from a blown dice roll. Now it's all feats and interventions and no one dies at first level anymore. Nerd alert! Nerd alert! Back in the early days of D&D, things were simple. You were the hero, and everything and everyone existed to be killed and their stuff stolen to enrich your character. Glorious. Glorious. Us little vandals were just as likely to burn and loot a village of peasants for a few experience points and a dozen copper pieces as any band of marauding monsters the DM might throw at us because, you know... Kid stuff. Kid stuff. I mean, I probably committed more crimes against humanity before the age of 13 than in Kim Jong-il's wet as wet dreams, but only on paper. Because again, the operative word in fantasy role-playing games is the word fantasy. Despite these acts of childhood mayhem, I turned out fine. By what standard? I mean, I haven't burned down a peasant village. I've never once backstabbed someone for pilfering the best loot before the party split. And I haven't raised any kind of demon lord to compel them to do my bidding. Admittedly, none of these things have come up in my day-to-day life. But still, but still, I haven't done them because none of this shit is real. It's a fucking game. It's still real to me, damn it. (laughs) I know, and that's the problem for a lot of people. And that's why none of this has kept some people from getting very angry indeed about a decision by Wizards of the Coast to make some changes vis-a-vis orcs that is considered to be quite controversial. Orcs. As I said, orcs. These orcs were different from the others. 
From the Wizards of the Coast statement on the matter, quote, throughout the 50-year history of D&D, some of the peoples in the games, orcs and drow being two of the prime examples, have been characterized as monstrous and evil, using descriptions that are painfully reminiscent of how real-world ethnic groups have been and continue to be denigrated. That's just not right, and it's not something we believe in. Despite our conscious efforts to the contrary, we've allowed some of those old descriptions to reappear in the game. We recognize that to live our values, we have to do an even better job in handling these issues. If we make mistakes, our priority is to make things right. We present Orcs and Drow in a new light in two of our most recent books, Eberron Rising from the Last War and The Explorer's Guide to Wildermount. In those books, Orcs and Drow are just as morally and culturally complex as other peoples. We will continue that approach in future books, portraying all the peoples of D&D in relatable ways and making it clear that they are as free as humans to decide who they are and what they want to be, unquote. And I guess what I really have to say about this is... Although theoretically they don't really exist. Let me give you the TLDR version of things. Back in April, a gamer posted a long Twitter thread calling out Dungeons & Dragons for perpetuating racist stereotypes in some of his gaming material. This person's main example was that orcs, as portrayed in D&D, seemed to be a caricature of ethnic stereotypes stemming out of colonialism, harking back to descriptions of Asians and Africans in the common culture for centuries, and these are being continually reinforced through pop culture through things like portrayal of orcs in D&D and other role-playing games. The original poster went on to compare several other game races as problematic and call for Hasbro, Wizards' parent company, to remove the problematic material from its gaming material before finally admitting that they didn't like or play Dungeons and Dragons and not because of the problematic fictional monsters in the monster manual. Is this really what you want to talk about? It is, and I am, because it is both extremely silly and also very profound. So sit back, hang out until at least the mid-roll adds so we can get paid. Let's begin with some full and free admissions. There are and is some problematic shit in Dungeons and Dragons, and it's been there from the start. The devil? The devil. Oh, please, the devil has better things to do than mess around with gamers. He's got rock and roll to work with. No, I mean the creators of the game are all white men born in the 30s and 40s who grew up in the United States in the 50s and 60s and they're chock full of cultural racism they may not have even been aware of or even overtly acted upon but influenced everything they did. And they also had massive blind spots when it came to gender and sexuality. Next, fantasy gaming was until very recently the domain of white men. That doesn't mean women and people of color weren't a vital part of the culture, it means that white dudes dominated the culture. This, too, is embedded in the very nature of the game. To the facts of the case, and they are undisputed. For the past decade or so, there's been a vigorous movement in gaming to be inclusive, to have voices other than white dudes heard in gaming, and make the entire gaming genre more open and inclusive to everyone. And this has not been without its controversy, as a certain generation of aging white dudes have complained bitterly that social justice warriors are ruining gaming. To be clear, not only are these people wrong, but these people are also... You guys are real fucking assholes! All of this is reinforced by fantasy and science fiction's blatant and unmistakable racism and misogyny going back to its very roots. So yes, 
There are racist and misogynistic tropes embedded in the foundation of the game. Gary Gygax loved the works of Robert E. Howard, the guy, the creator of, among other things, Conan the Barbarian. That Howard was a racist cannot not be denied. I mean, the guy once wrote a book called The Last White Man. The story as described in his Wikipedia page as set in the year 2000, when black to black population had overthrown the white race, and the hero is a white man, a Viking-like throwback in contrast to the rest of the weak white men of the era who unsuccessfully opposes the black race, unquote. Also deep in D&D is the H.P. Lovecraft, who makes Howard seem woke by comparison. Lovecraft literally wrote a poem in 1912 entitled On the Creation of the N-Words. Lovecraft describes black people as not human, but as beast and semi-human figure filled with vice. In his early published essays, private letters, and personal utterance, he argued for a strong color line to preserve race and culture, unquote. Even Papa Tolkien, who never would have thought of himself as a racist and actively rejected Nazis when they tried to woo him before the war, was, as they say, a product of his time. To bring it back to orcs, Tolkien in his letters described them at the time as, quote, squat, broad, flat-nosed, sallow-skinned with wide mouth and slant eyes, in degraded and repulsive version to Europeans, the least lovely Mongol types. He actively compared dwarves to Jews, saying, the dwarves, of course, are quite obviously, wouldn't you say that in many ways they remind you of Jews? Their words are Semitic. They're obviously constructed to be Semitic, unquote. If someone today said this kind of thing, they would be rightly castigated as an asshole, kind of like J.K. Rowling is getting rode, in, rode out of town on a rail for her views on transgendered people. Yeah, but why even bring that up? Just to point out that we still have problems in the genre today, and that no matter how much you love a person's work, the person is still just that, a person, and therefore full of flaws and fuckery. Sci-fi and fantasy have always had a problem with this kind of stuff, and to ignore that belittles the genuine issues that deeply need to be addressed. Nor are orcs alone in their retconning. I mean, what about... A dark elf or a drow. Okay, the drow. Sure, I can see that having evil elves be dark-skinned is problematic, but what if I told you that the Norse had probably never seen a dark-skinned human when those legends were being constructed? The Savart Alfar, or dark elves, come from the Prozetta, and they generally date from Iceland around 1220, though they certainly come from older poems and sagas recorded by a Viking by the name of Snorri Snurlson. Oh, I'm sorry. Your name is... Snorri Snurlson. I know it's a funny name. Anyway, Snorri wrote down the legends and stories several hundred years older than he, and those legends were likely unaware of Africans, and even if they were, race didn't mean the same thing in the ancient world as we understand it today. What I'm trying to say is dark elves were dark-skinned because they were evil, not evil because they were dark-skinned. Another big move is to get rid of the 1980s supplement called Oriental Adventures. Also, dude, Chinaman is not the preferred nomenclature. Asian American, please. Without getting all rules lawyers about it, the supplement introduced Asian themes and characters into the game drawn from both Asian mythology and cheesy kung fu movies. It painted with a very broad brush, lumping most, if not all, Asian cultures into basically Chinese and Japanese. Was it historically accurate, sociologically vetted, and culturally correct? 
No. Indeed, by the 1980s, the term Oriental had fallen out of favor in all things except when referring to Asia before the turn of the 20th century. Before that, for better or worse, it was the Orient, and this was definitely after the turn of the 20th century. It was also written by very white dudes, so I get it. It's a valid concern, and the material should be updated to reflect a modern interpretation and and written by people who, I don't know, are of Asian heritage. Should the game material be scrubbed from the history of the game? I don't know. If it truly offends people, sure, but how many people even know this fucking thing exists? It came out in 1985. No one is buying this book today. If you want this book, you probably already have it. And yes... I have it. And it was opened my eyes and ears to Asian culture. So, you know, take the good with the bad, I guess. Look, none of this is about orcs or drow or outdated cultural tropes from Asia. It's another in our endless battles and the fucking culture wars, and it's a stupid one. Honestly. There are very, very, very few people who give a shit about this, but those who do are very, very, very loud on both sides. There are people on the left whose raison d'etre is finding things to be offended about, and there are those on the right whose life purpose is to get offended because someone on the left is offended. Slide into any social media gaming thread and you will find both of these people shouting in spittle-flecked rage over these issues. The left claiming it's a evidence of a systemic problem in gaming favoring the white man and the right shitting themselves about the lefties attacking their childhoods and they are both they are a bunch of dipshits they bicker incessantly about trivial matters because their intellect does not allow them to tackle anything more challenging than a fake monster in a fucking game that was intended for children i guess it's fitting they're essentially children themselves the only thing they are accomplishing is ruining the game for everyone else i admit I find the idiots on the right more offensive since I disagree with, you know, everything they stand for, really. But the performative wokeness of the idiots on the left runs a very close second because they don't give a fuck about the game or society or what is it kids are calling today BIPOC, which back in my day probably had at least six hit dice and a couple of special abilities. The only thing they care about is appearing to be better than other people, which after all is very fucking white of them. So to all of you out there who are writing cultural treaties on how orcs are representatives of people of color stemming from outdated colonialism or pinning long Facebook posts about the difference between speciation and culturalism, looking at you, Frank Mincer, man, I love you for all you did creating this game, but man, maybe it's time, all things considered, to shut the fuck up before you do more damage to your already damaged reputation. I have a solution for both sides. And it is a solution that is rooted in the heart of the game that you both profess to be defending. One that Dave Arneson and Gary Gygax would wholeheartedly approve. Are you ready? Listen closely. If you don't like something in the game, don't use it in your game. Is that even allowed? Allowed, it's at the core of the whole fucking idea behind Dungeons and Dragons. 
the two people that literally created the game, Dave Arneson and Gary Gygax, didn't even really play the same game. Both had what have come to be termed house rules, meaning the dungeon master. And don't get me started on, what, on that term, because yeah, that too has attracted the attention of the Wokenistas. We're free, even encouraged to alter the rules as they saw fit in their personal games. Admittedly, after the game took off, Gary wanted to rein that in some because he was cutting into his profits, but that didn't stop him from doing it itself. But the horse by that time was not only out of the barn, but it had been stolen by a party and sold off so the players could argue with the DM that they should get experience points for stealing because that was an encounter. God, you are so if you want to play orcs as oppressed people dominated by the humanocentric and elvis hegemony, only trying to resist the system by writing A-E-A-B, all elves are bastards on a temple wall, do that. And if you want your orcs to be thuggish, pig-nosed monsters who would just as soon... I didn't even know them, and they heard me by this call them, and they started playing ping-pong with my balls. Oi, the agony. Ooh, the shame. To make my privates public for a game... Then do that. It's your game. Do everything you want because that is the whole purpose of the game. And all of that being said, I am still glad that Wizards of the Coast decided not to make orcs evil. Well, thanks for wasting my time. It's a podcast. That's what we're here for. No, I say this because gaming of all sorts has a white guy problem, and it has from the beginning. It had a white guy problem in 1974 when Dave and Gary created it, and it had a white guy problem in 1984 when Agnes Flores walked into our high school D&D club wanting to play, and all of us young white guys laughed at her despite her knowing more about the game than all of us because her dad had been playing the game and playing with her since 1974 when the game was created. It had a white guy problem in 1994 when our DM's wife basically told him she wanted to get divorced at the gaming table because he was a genuine asshole, and we blamed her instead of him for being the kind of genuine asshole that ignored his wife to play a, kid, a kid's game with a bunch of other white dudes all the time. It had a white guy problem in 2004 when D&D groups really started to take off of the internet, and finally, it had a white guy problem in 2014 when the fifth edition be- began to remedy some of the blind spots in the game for every Everyone that wasn't a generic white guy, which pissed off all the white guys who've been playing since 1974 through 2014. But you know what? It made D&D a more successful game than it ever had been because all of a sudden it wasn't a game for white guys anymore. Everyone felt welcome at the gaming table because for the first time in the history of the game, everyone was welcome at the gaming table. So yeah, if they want to make orcs big, ugly teddy bears, go for it because the game evolves with the people who play. And if you don't like it there are literally eight other versions of the game you can play before the orcs got soft play one of those also maybe try to focus on the fucking real issues rather than fucking orcs i mean an orc never stopped and wrestled down a black kid for walking down the road held him in a chokehold and injected him with ketamine residing in his death that wasn't fucking orcs that was the fucking cops so maybe just maybe orcs aren't the fucking problem at all that is it for our show this week. This is our official launch on the Seltzer Kings Podcast Networks, and I do have some cool shows in the hopper, but it was a busy week around here, so uh, we decided to do the same shitty show we've always done. Welcome, new listeners. 
But man, I have to talk about our website, whatthehellpodcast.com, completely redesigned and simplified. It looks fucking amazing. And let me tell you about our Patreon, revamped with all new tiers, perks, and swag, and exclusive content for our amazing patrons. So get on over to patreon.com, whatthehellpodcast, and check that shit out. Kick us some money. And get our cool shit. We have merch in the works because nothing says I have sunk as low as I can possibly go like wearing a t-shirt with my face on it. Speaking of new depths, rate and review this show wherever you get your pods. It helps others find the show where they can hear these amazing new ads that we just started for dick pills. Buy dick pills. Everyone needs dick pills. Or at least someone you know needs dick pills. Our show was engineered and sound designed by Jeremy Milan from Seltzer King's Podcast Network. And for me, Dave, orcs are people too Bledsoe. Producer regularly donates to the Save the Lizard Man campaign, Gavin, and all the fictional but very pro-kobold minions on this show. We want to say from a sunless domain they march. Death to all, they have no heart. In their vein runs a burning blood that can only be quenched by killing. Because orcs are bad, they always have been. We'll see you all next week. I have no ending for this, so I take a small bow. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.